Hello, and welcome to the Wild and Free Mamas podcast. We are your hosts and trip leaders, Morgan and Sarah. We are here to bring you stories of courage, boldness, adventure, and hope. And we hope that they inspire us all to live braver lives devoted to Jesus. Hello, and welcome to the Wild and Free Mamas podcast. I am Sarah. I'm Morgan. We're so glad you're here. We have loved our interviews lately, but I am so excited just to chat with you, Morgan. I know. It's been a long time since we had just a you and me podcast, hasn't it? Gosh, it really feels like it, but yay, I'm so glad we're here. Um, We've been doing a study on prayer with our future Wild and Free Mama leaders. I love saying that. Our leadership team? I know it's the best. It's been so life-changing for me. I mean, this uh, prayer is a huge subject, right? Like, I feel like we could talk for hours about it. Um, but we just wanted to share with you guys what God has been teaching us about prayer. And um, the whole idea of being stretched in my prayer life started about a year ago when the Lord literally woke me up, which doesn't happen often. Um, I wish God spoke to me so clearly all the time, but he doesn't. <laughs> but this particular night he did, he woke me up and he asked me to ask him for certain things in this ministry and in my life. And like, they were big things. They weren't little things. They were scary things to ask the king of the universe for. Um, And it really started me on this journey of really like um, having my faith stretch and having my faith grow in what the Lord um, can do and will do in and through me and in my life. And I think that like, for me, it's easy to look at the Bible and be like, yeah, God parted the Red Sea. He can part the Red Sea, but he's probably not going to in my life. Like, I'm not going to ask him to, cause, like, I don't know why. I don't know why it's, it's hard to pray those big, big prayers sometimes, but I started asking God for big things. I started praying for big things. And more importantly, I started asking him to, um, direct my prayers into, um, I I started praying his will before my own. Tell me a little bit more about that, Sarah. Tell me, because if I'm perfectly honest, I shy away from praying very specific prayers to the Lord because I am afraid that I'll be disappointed. I'm afraid, I'm afraid that he'll be like, yeah, that's a good prayer and all, but I'll go this way instead. (laughs) And, um, and I don't want to be disappointed in the Lord. And so I really shy away from praying very specific prayers. So tell me a little bit more about that. How, how, how do you do that, Sarah? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. And I I really want to be careful, like how I speak about it. And, and, you know, I'm sure somebody will come at, at me with how I'm doctrinally wrong or whatever, but, um, I think that like when we're abiding in the Lord um, and when we're abiding in Christ, our prayers are naturally going to be his prayers for us. I think that our our hearts, we're not going to be praying for um, our will and our way. When we're abiding in him, our prayers are going to naturally be from the Lord, I believe, if that makes sense. And I think the root of the, the, when we're afraid to ask God for big things, when we're afraid to ask him um, to come through and to do this big thing. I think the root of it is a lack of faith. And um, and I don't want to live my life like that. I want to live my life b- 
being bold. And, you know, Hebrews 4, 16 says, come boldly to the throne of our gracious father. Like, I want to come boldly to before the throne of the father and ask him in faith to move in my life and to move on my behalf and let me, let him work in and through me and in my life. And, um, and then trust the outcome. If I pray a certain way and, and he answers it differently than I wish that he would being okay with being disappointed, it's okay to be disappointed. And then moving on from that disappointment and walking in faith and knowing that God is moving and working and trusting that he is sovereign. Mm, I love that. I love that. One of the big things that I have learned in this um, in this study on prayer is is that I love thinking about us all having our own individual dialects that we speak in to the Lord, and that the Lord loves those dialects. He wants to hear prayers specifically from our hearts in the way that we speak. Like I am from Georgia, y'all. I'm not gonna talk. And, and and I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm not going to speak in the same way that, you know, a, a PhD from New York City does. But the Lord wants to hear the PhD from New York City as much as he wants to hear me in my own dialect, with my own depth of faith and my own years of relationship with him. Um, I've got a specific way that I relate to the Lord, and the Lord wants to hear that. He also wants to hear the PhD from New York City. Like, he... And the and the and the country folks from you know somewhere outside of London, like I don't know, we all have our own of relating to the Lord, and I believe the Lord really wants to hear that specific accent, for lack of a better word. Um, I I've I've had this picture in my head since I was a little kid, and I don't know where it came from. Um. But I've always pictured, you know how we all have very different voices. Some of us sing a little bit flat. Some of us sing a little bit sharp. Some of us have perfect pitch, and that's amazing. Um, but most of us are a little flat and a little sharp. And <laughs> this heavenly choir. And the guy over there who sings a little bit sharp is going to balance my little bit flat perfectly. And when we all sing together in heaven, when we're all praising at the feet of the Father, our song perfectly balanced. It's perfect. Um, it's the perfect tune, right? It's exactly what the Lord, the way the Lord designed it. And I kind of picture this prayer dialect that same way. Like the way that I pray to the Lord, He He designed me this way. He knows my, you know, my own lived experience, that the amount of years that I have following the Lord, how much I how much time I spend in my Bible, all of these things kind of go into that. <clears throat> that prayer dialect is what I'm calling it. Um, and I think that is, I love that the Lord is so personal and that he wants to hear from our individual hearts very specifically. But on the other hand, I think it's so important to think about praying the word. I think it's really important. Like I'm sitting here, I'm doing another study at the same time that we're doing this prayer study. I'm studying Psalm 119 which is the longest psalm. We don't know who wrote it. We kind of presume that it was David, but we, but we don't really know. And, um, you know, these guys, whoever this is, he he's praying like he wants the precepts of the Lord. He wants the Lord's will. He wants the Lord's law to be fulfilled. It's He's very passionate about sticking to the way the Lord designed things 
and that being um, a huge part of his life. So like, um, here we go. I'm just going to read a few. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I'm a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. Um, sorry, I know you're hearing my pages turn. I will walk in freedom for I've sought out your precepts. You've given me hope. Your promise preserves my life. I've sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. Like these prayers, these very personal and specific cries of this dude's heart in Psalm 119, it's just as important to pray the word as it is to pray in our own specific dialect. Uh, I just love that. Yeah, Morgan, that's beautiful. I think that you brought up two really amazing points. Um, and I just want to like backtrack and touch on them because um, like, I love what you said about our own dialect and God wants to hear from us as individuals. He He knows us so intimately and he knows our prayers before we even pray them. But I think um, one of the ways we get tripped up in prayer and, and having an active like um, prayer life is that we don't pray honest prayers. Like for some reason we shy away, I feel like from, from bringing our messy prayers to the Lord, but what he wants is our heart and our heart sometimes is messy. Our heart sometimes, um, isn't perfectly polished words and praying those passionate, real prayers, man, you will meet God. If you can find that sweet spot of really bringing your heart before the Lord, like David questioned God. He complained. He prayed passionate prayers. Um, and, and that's what God wants from us. God will meet us in that realness. He wants that more than he, he wants your perfectly polished words. And, um, even, you know, sometimes I have found myself like thinking about what I'm going to pray before I pray it, you know, so that it's good and it comes out well, but I've lately just been I'll just, but you know, it, honestly, like if I, if I do that, then I, I'm not really going to get to the place of like deep, awesome prayer. And so lately I've just been trying to just open up my mouth and I, and I pray what is in my heart. And what I often find is that God meets me in those moments because it's honest and it's real. Um, and the other thing you said, I can't remember. So you, you let me know your thoughts. <laughs> I'm going to remember, try and remember what I was going to say. Sounds great. Yeah. Back to the messy feelings thing. You know, I've always, I, I 100% agree with you there. Um, you know, we, even, even back at the very beginning of time, Cain and Abel, right? Cain's sacrifice to the Lord was not accepted, but Abel's was. And Cain got really angry. And instead of taking that anger to the Lord and letting the Lord help him sort it out and figure it out. And instead of, you know, asking the Lord, God, what did I do wrong here? What did I do that is so unacceptable to you? Instead of doing that so that the Lord could reveal the wickedness in his heart and help him understand what the Lord was actually asking for, Cain took that anger and he committed the very first murder in the history of the world. He killed his brother. Not only a murder, he killed his brother. So if we, if we don't take those messy feelings to the Lord, I mean, we're, what, what are we even doing? Right. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm stumbling on my words here a little bit because I'm kind of preaching to myself. I've got 
<clears throat> some emotions and some really, really hard things that I've been wrestling with for the past two and a half years. And I won't get into specifics, but I've been really hesitant to take them to the Lord. Part of it is probably because of what we were talking about in the beginning. I don't want to be disappointed when he doesn't answer the way I want him to. Um, but part of it is because I'm ashamed or or unsure of how to fix it. Um, I, I don't even know. I'm really, you guys know me by now. You know I'm really bad with feelings. <laughs> but um, for whatever reason, I feel really stuck. And I feel unable to fully take my messy feelings to the Lord. Um, and it's it's not good. It's not healthy. I haven't been in a great spot for two and a half years. That's a really long time to be in a bad spot. I mean, it's not in, you know, eternal with an eternal perspective. But for me, being stuck in this one area of my life for two and a half years, I just really feel like the Lord is kind of pressing on that right now and saying, hey, Morgan, I actually want that part. Like all this other stuff. This is great. I'm, thanks. <laughs> Go team. But I want this part of your heart, the part that you're, um, that you're afraid to show me and that you're afraid to show other people. This is, is what the Lord is pressing on right now. Thank you for sharing that, Morgan. I know that's like super personal, um, but it, it's true. Like, I feel like we think that we can hide these parts from the Lord and like, all he wants to do is be a loving father and heal those parts. And, um, Proce- he he wants to process, like you were saying, he wants to process through those messy emotions with us. Sarah, you had a beautiful analogy for me earlier this week on Marco Polo. Would you share that? Do you remember it? Um. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I almost panicked. Like, no, I don't. Listen, y'all, I have been with like 25-year-olds today, so um, 20. my brain is scattered. But <laughs> five-year-olds. Who does that? Who even does that? Um, yeah, so God gave me this, as I I was praying for Morgan this week and God just reminded me of something that, you know, when our kids get hurt, sometimes they'll like, they'll turn away. They want to hide that wound because they're afraid of it being touched or they're afraid of it hurting more. And so they don't, they don't want to show us that wound. Um, but the Lord is saying that he wants us to show him those wounds that we need to turn towards him with our wounds, expose those wounds and him like a gracious, loving father that he is. He wants to heal those wounds, but we have to bring them to him. We have to show him our hurt self um, and trust that he wants to heal that and, and deliver us from that. I love that so much. That has spoken to me every day since you said that to me, Sarah, the Lord has just been reminding me of that analogy. And I just really appreciate you being sensitive to him and praying for me. Thanks so much. <laughs> Absolutely. The other thing I wanted to say too, and I know we're all over the place, but um, but there's there's just so much that that God has been saying. Um, oh my gosh, I lost it again. Oh no, I got it back. I'm so sorry, y'all. <laughs> the part about praying truth. Um, I feel everything. I. I'm a feelings person and that's okay. Like I want to bring my feelings to the Lord and, and yes, we've, we've got that thought. And, um, but what coincides with that and what works together with that is praying truth, praying the word and speaking that out loud. Um, and so thank you for that reminder, Morgan. Um, that just this morning I was in the shower and I just wanted to pray all the yucky stuff and I do pray the yucky stuff, but, 
I, I started praying truth, like speaking out who God is saying, God, you are the master of the universe, the creator of heaven and earth. Um, and, and you came and, and you, you saved me from the pits and just speaking truth, speaking life and, and praising God for who he is and what he has done. And man, if you don't walk away feeling filled up after that, I got nothing for you. Mm, I love that, Sarah. One thing that I've done over the past, has it been a year? It's been, it's been more than a year, hasn't it? Um, you don't even know what I'm talking about. One thing, <laughs> one thing I've done or so is <clears throat> I really felt um, compelled to pray very intentionally and specifically for my husband. Um, of course, you know, you pray for people all the time. Lord, be there. Lord, do that. Lord, be in the hurt. You know, whatever. We all do this. Right? We all have, like, you know, calls. Traveling mercies. Everybody, you know, people call us and say, hey, you know, we've got this going on. Y'all pray for us. And we say, oh, I will. You know, we do that all the time. <laughs> Southerners, it's fine. But- With that accent, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's that doc important. <laughs> But I felt really compelled to pray very intentionally and specifically for my husband every day. Like, not just when I think about it, not just when, you know, I'm grateful for, you know, this or that or the other, but every day at the same time. And so I set a timer in my phone, an alarm in my phone. Every single day at four o'clock, my phone buzzes at me and I pray for David. And sometimes that prayer is 30 seconds long. And sometimes that prayer is five minutes long. Occasionally that prayer is like 25 minutes long, but we all know that four o'clock is right before witching hour when the whole world has to be solved at that exact moment because the children are hungry, but it's not dinner time yet. And people are trying to finish up school or get home from school or whatever. And the house has to be panic cleaned because somebody's going to get home in, in just a few minutes. And yeah, anyway, witching hour. So it doesn't usually last that long, but, but I pray for David every single day at four o'clock. And when I first started, I started praying for joy uh, because that was something that I really, gosh, he's such an amazing father. He's such an amazing husband, but I really wanted him to have joy in his everyday life. Um, But you know, what's really interesting is I was praying specifically for joy, but what I've seen the Lord do in his life is give him peace and contentment and, um, and, and the, the ability to kind of regain perspective instead of little things being huge deals. It's like, he's just got a much better perspective now. He, he more of an eternal perspective, I would say. Um, and so like, that's like a 10 times better prayer. So, you know, back to our conversation earlier about being afraid to pray specific prayers, because what if the Lord doesn't answer them? Well, the truth is he might not, but he's going to answer them with something better. And that better might not feel better in the moment, but it's better. And you just have to trust his sovereignty. So since I started praying for David, I, I started telling people, you know, other women, people who go on our Wild and Free Mamas trips um, about this. And we've got, what do you think, Sarah, a dozen women who have their um, alarm set for four o'clock every day and they pray specifically for their husbands. And let me just tell you guys something. A dozen women or 50 women or 100 women praying specifically for their husbands and for their families at the same time every single day. That changes an entire generation. I can't wait to see what the Lord does with that. Yeah, that's amazing. And we want to challenge y'all to set your alarm. It doesn't have to be four. I mean, I think it'd be cool if it was four. But set your alarm um, 
to go off every day and pray, pray for something that you are believing God for. Um, and just see what he will do. Pray, pray, make sure they're honest prayers though. Bring God your honest, messy prayers and every day at the same time and and see what he will do. I gotta say, I did set I jumped on this bandwagon because I love it so much. And I had a four o'clock alarm, but I had to change it to the morning because at four, you're right, witching hour, man, it's rough. The alarm would go off and I'd be like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> like I just <laughs> like I, four o'clock, I don't know why it's hard. Um, but yeah, I do. I have it in the morning now. And and I think that's an amazing thing. And I love that you have challenged women in that way. Um, I wanted to, I found this verse that I was referencing earlier and I just wanted to read it. Um, Hebrews 4, 16. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And so um, I know we've been all over the place today, but I just want to encourage you that, that God wants to hear your um, passionate, real prayers. And if you bring him a, a surrendered heart and, and, um, and you want to see him grow your faith, man, ask him for that. Ask him to grow your faith and he will. He will expand um, your prayer life and just when you come to him with a heart of surrender and you pray his will and not your will, I promise he will move. I promise you will see him show up in your life like you never thought possible. I love it. I love it so much. I am just dying to see things from the Lord's perspective when we all get to heaven one day and just see what the prayers of the women for their families and the, you know, the hearts of the fathers to their children and all of this, what, what our prayers have actually done throughout the course of history. I just can't wait. Hey guys, we want to give a little shout out to one of this season's sponsors, Land and Ladies. Land and Ladies equips women with the resources to tackle their landowner and forest management needs through their online and live courses, programs, membership, and online resources. Land and Ladies' goal is to educate women on forestry and land management topics, create confidence in women to engage with their land and tackle land ownership challenges and to show women their legacy potential through plan development. I have personally been to a couple of Danielle at Land and Ladies events, and they are top-notch. If you have land investments or stand to inherit some, definitely go check them out at landandladies.com. That's landandladies.com. What about our adventure story for today? Yeah, we haven't done an adventure story in a while. So um, I wanted to share with y'all just one of my favorite Wild and Free Mama trips. I mean, it's hard to pick one. I don't have one, but this one stands out as being super special. Um, it was our first waterfall rappel trip, so it was 2021, and um, it was super scary for everybody, but it was super scary for this one specific Mama, um, she had reached out to me via text a few weeks beforehand and, and wanted information about the retreats and could she get on our text blast and all that. And so um, I connected her, uh, you know, with the right information. And then a few days later, we had a cancellation for this waterfall trip. So I reached out to her and asked her if she wanted to come and she gave me all the reasons why 
she probably shouldn't. And I don't know, that was scary. You know, it's scary. What's, what are we going to eat? Like she had all the reasons why she shouldn't come. Her husband really encouraged her to come. So she showed up and she was terrified. Like I don't, I just didn't know if she was actually going to do it. Did you Morgan? No, I really didn't. Yeah. Um, but she did. She, she's afraid of heights and, um, she conquered this fear. She was the first one to rappel down the waterfall. And when I got down after her, um, I just remember her looking up and she said, I cannot wait. She had tears in her eyes. She said, I cannot wait to tell my girls that I did that. And it was such a beautiful moment that that whole experience was special. And I know we've talked about the rappel trip before. Like, it's just, it's just amazing. Um, but when you're rappelling down the waterfall and it's just you and the rope and you, you hear a bunch of women who you didn't know the day before cheering for you, like it's an emotional experience unlike any other. It really is. That's such a fun trip. I can't wait to do it this year. Okay, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We love you 